0: Hello and welcome back to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. Today I'm here with my beautiful partner Jared and we, and Jasmine. Jasmine is, oh, eyes opening. Jasmine is on Jared's chest. And I don't think we've made a podcast this year or since the birth. We wanted to many times, but for various reasons, haven't gotten around to it for obvious reasons, and now we're going to give it a crack, even though Jasmine's eyes are opening up on Jared's chest. We're going to try anyways. So we want to answer a couple of the questions that have been coming through. I think the thing that people want to know the most is about Jared's experience of our birth, because I shared a lot. I shared about an hour of this wild labor journey that we went on. And none of that was from Jared's side. So we have an awake bear who's going to be making sounds. Hello. But yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with answering that. Jared, what, I know this is a big question, but what was your experience of the labor? What do you want to share about it?
1: I don't think you actually have a long enough podcast format Mm -hmm. for me to be able to go through everything. But yeah, I suppose it was being a five-day labor i think was pretty unique in in the way that it was i was able to experience many different things you know you get the people that have labors that last two hours and there's not really a lot there for them you know it's, it happens very quickly and i was on the very opposite end of the spectrum where it was you know the whole spectrum of emotions i think it could be felt in a birth were there it was beauty and pain and frustration and sadness and fear and anxiety and joy and so much stuff um, at all different times, you know, as it as we traverse the the peaks and the troughs through the experience. Yeah, I suppose starting at the start, mm. like I, I should have refreshed my memory on what you shared with the audience. But I thought I suppose I was a bit taken by surprise because I had this <laughs> plan. <laughs> that I had a few more days you know I I was furiously trying to get a project finished at work that would allow me to fully step back and I had two more days to go and then on the Wednesday I had probably one of the worst days at work so much so that actually before I got home I went for I took myself to the beach for a walk just to recalibrate and adjust because I was quite upset at the day and then coming home I wasn't home long and then I got the call from your massage saying come pick me up and I was I was sure that it could only mean one thing and although there was nothing confirmed I went there to pick you up with the intention that I'd be picking up a laboring mother and that was it and I was just I was suppose I was really thrown into something that I had prepared for in a, in a far different way in my mind and coming off the back end I think I only slept three or four hours that previous night as well just because of work stuff so I was really underslept and Started off quite frustrated, underslept, and really kind of at my capacity, I suppose. And then I was just like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. And it was probably not the kind of start that I would have written for myself. You know, there was no space between me finishing work and us going into our labor. And I think that kind of gave me a little bit of a, a jolty, rocky start, which was not ideal. And the first twenty-four hours of our labour was—if I could do any part of it again, it would probably just be the start, which I was not not so proud of the way that I handled it. But I think it changed as the labour went on, and we got more clear on how we were going to move together through it. But yeah, I mean, where to even begin with the labour? It was, you know, it was—I think a lot of fear was there because I don't know. It's just—I I, I think people underestimate the severity of a woman giving birth you know it's not always perfect like ideal births and we also have the added pressure of needing to or wanting to have a home birth and having everything go nicely for all people involved and then just trying to control the variables as much as we could and obviously in our case that was just like your pain threshold and and sleep and food and all that sort of stuff, of which I don't think really we, we didn't do really very much of that at all. <laughs> Sleeping or food, I think I, I got about twelve hours of sleep in the five days, and I think you got about fifteen minutes at best.
0: Yeah, a little couple of fifteen-minute breaks for sure.
1: But yeah, so it was a very arduous birth, and I don't think I could have another birth be difficult now if we would to have more children, because that one I think. We experienced the full spectrum of um, what would you say challenges, I suppose. I mean, there, we didn't, you know, we weren't breached or we weren't anything in the more dangerous side. Like Jasmine's health and was monitored very precariously through the whole thing, and there was definitely no fear based on the safety of Jasmine or you. Um, I think the fear was more based in
0: yeah what were you scared of
1: yeah i mean during the birth it was the fear was mainly just that things would go nicely and everybody would have a positive experience so it was something i think we were very attached to was having a a beautiful gentle birthing experience or well, at least i was anyway although being very open and not ignorant to the fact that things can go sideways based on your plans not not as in like there's a perfect birth plan or anything but not according to our preferences at the time. So maybe just a fear that I wouldn't get that experience.
0: I think we also spoke about how you were, you're a bit more sensitive and unfamiliar with C-sections. Like all of your siblings were home births, natural, or two of them were home births, all natural births. And for me, all of my siblings and I were all C-sections. So for me, it was something that was very familiar and very normal and nothing that i was worried about
1: i think that c-sections have been very popularized and normalized in in a lot of cultures but after five days of no sleep and seeing your partner go through so much pain and so much effort and struggle and you know you feeling like you're a part of that as well i think the fear i mean i'll I'll talk about the c-section stuff at the end but yeah it was a it was very confronting in the in the hospital at that juncture in the process But, yeah, I think, um, you know, there was some real beauty in the days and we had just such an amazing, amazing journey with Community Midwife Program. I can't speak highly enough about the women and all the auxiliary support that we had. It was just I couldn't have done it without them and I just highly commend and recommend the CMP program that we have here in WA and just the, the particular group of ladies that we were just so lucky uh, have have in our experience I mean we had three or four midwives on rotating shifts so we had a lot of a lot of help and they were just wonderful I couldn't like I could cry every time I think about those women so that was really good so that was a really positive part of the experience and I think seeing my my reverence for women and their capacity and, and for you specifically your ability to experience so much pain and so much what I what I was seeing was fear but it, I know it wasn't part of your experience as much as it was mine but like we were in the unknown Like there was we didn't know if the baby was coming out or not but we were you know moving forward with all the information the best information we had at the time and it was that we were going to be having a healthy home birth healthy normal natural home birth there was no reason that we were to think otherwise, so that was really cool. I suppose that it was not. We weren't ever in fear of the baby's health or your health because we were so yep, supported never. by everybody. So that was a wonderful thing, and probably one of the reasons that we actually labored for so long. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't recommend it because by the time we went to the hospital for our um, induction, which was our plan when we got there, it was evident and obvious that it wasn't available to us because we had fatigued your body so much that it was just not realistic to continue pushing and demanding that um and and the reality was the capacity probably wasn't there either so you know it was bittersweet we got this beautiful natural home labor experience um but that kind of probably I wouldn't say was wholly responsible for us ending up in a C section, but maybe you know things could have been different if we were like, okay, two days—that's enough. Let's go and strengthen the contractions with a syntocin, and then potentially it would have been a different outcome. But that's just hearsay. So we—I I definitely don't attach myself to that. Everything was exactly as it was, and we have this beautiful, now healthy, happy darling in our arms right now. Who's that? You can probably hear in, in the mm. podcast. She's. She's going off. She's very vocal. So, yeah, um, I was just going to touch back on the reverence like, of the feminine experience during a birth. Like, I just learned so much and, and kind of rewrote so much story around women, all this stuff that I didn't really know was there, but through the birth watching you persevere and with your level of positivity and your level of commitment and your level of tenacity and just i was like oh my god how i don't you know there were moments there was a moment there we got so like i was watching you in pain i remember we were doing a particular exercise to try and help the baby rotate i think it was on the third day or fourth day and i remember like it was i went to fight or flight and i just remember like i could just leave i thought a, a really a real reasonable thought coming to my mind that it was like you can just run away like you don't even have to like the kids not here i was like you can leave you can Mm. break up with her like you you don't even have to come back to your life you can just go and start again somewhere like this is too much for you you know i was so wound up by the third or fourth day at that point when i seen you just enduring pain for so long and also understanding your whole journey your whole birth experience your whole pregnancy experience and watching the pain kind of like come in and stay consistent over time all the way up to the birth and then just be intensified over that time i don't think anybody like really understood like i me and you did about how much pain you were actually in and how you weren't actually getting a rest between contractions and it was just heaps of pain or more pain and like seeing that and then being a part of me feeling a part of like trying to spin that baby and, and watching going to into these real peak experiences of pain it was just so I was very I felt very traumatized actually mm. if I'm being honest and then that's where I just kind of my nervous system was so jacked up that I was like just run bro just mm. run that was only that, ha- that thought happened very clearly twice and it was only for about four or five seconds but it was just like, you know, it was a very, mm-hmm. I did, I, there was no nothing left. I'd tried everything else. I'd done mm-hmm. walks and I'd done breathing and I'd called people and I'd meditated. and I cut my beard off and I just did all this stuff just to try to, to change things. I was trying to change my experience. I was like, come on, we've got to like, this is enough. I don't want to see this woman in pain anymore. You know, it was mm-hmm. very hard. But then learning a lot from that as well and just being like, wow, wow. You know, mm-hmm. just there was a lot of awe and a lot of, like I say, reverence for the female experience and Mm. respect
0: that was was, um that was really great for me (laughs) it was just the journey that you went on like there was so many huge impactful things that you said and experienced and moved through and felt and we had such deep chats and as a woman i'm sure many others can relate like you spend so much time just wanting your partner to do The deep work that we're just so obsessed with, you know, that emotional work and processing work and healing work and to just have Jared be so fully in this journey, like he was so engaged and for such a long time. And it continued after she was born as well, continuing to process that trauma because of course the the labor was really intense there's lots of real challenge but it just triggered so many things in you you know like all of this guilt about the the pregnancy and the labor that you know just Mm. just taking it i'd like to
1: speak to that a little bit if possible yeah go ahead that's a good point like i you know i don't know how much we shared about our birth story but we found out that we were pregnant at 16 weeks and we had so like i went all the way back to the to the conception and was like you know maybe if we were more responsible and we knew when we were we conceived we would understand you know where we were in the timeline because we actually didn't know definitively as to how old Jasmine was if we were over or under or you know we would have had more indication about her size and her due date if we were a bit more onto that sort of stuff so I really felt this sense of guilt that I was not considerate enough and not responsible enough for the actions that I actually didn't I could never have known about, you know. I, I obviously understand that ejaculation can result in birth, but <laughs> not, you know, not it didn't didn't go that far into that sort of birth and those sorts of issues. So, and you know, it's all speculation as to how things would be different if you had a different experience or changed things in the past. But yeah, your mind does crazy yeah, things it's when, all it's, unconscious. When, it's, when it's looking for reprieve from a situation.
0: Yeah, and things are intense, so it's triggering if you do have a tendency to be to feel guilty which all of us do and if you do have a tendency towards fear which you definitely have you're more risk averse and you're
1: definitely risk averse
0: the whole time my thoughts were about how safe i was and how you know close the hospital was and how well taken care of we were where jared was um thinking more about because i'm i'm very low risk averse so jared would be thinking more about yeah the safety of both of us continuously and in a period i mean he's hyper aware of the safety of both of us now even though we're not in an intense labor so during that period it was yeah very very triggering and traumatizing
1: and i suppose like it wasn't an ideal launching pad from where i started you know the the, the hectic work day and all that was kind of compounding there wasn't a space so i recommend if anybody can curate their lives in there having a child probably try and take a month off before you know i think realistically a reasonable amount of time would be three months to four months over the birthing period you know that last month of the third trimester and the whole fourth trimester should definitely be opened up as available to having the Mother and father both fully 100% present for all the needs because Yeah, there is a lot of demands on one person if that's the way it goes down If I could do it again, it would be like okay when I do it again There's definitely I definitely won't be working in the last month at all. It'll just be nesting preparing getting centered
0: Just the nature of your work as well. Like it is so intense like you you were really focused and really prioritized what we were about to do you know about having well, our be- birth yeah
1: but- it was because i was, it was because we i was going to be finishing up mm, work and, yeah and not working anymore to be a stay-at-home parent that i had some projects to finish and i was literally two days away from that and then um i actually had to go back to work three weeks after the birth because of that issue that issue we'll probably do it differently next time a bit more planning i mean they say your first one's a practice kid <laughs> so we gotta have another one um but yeah, probably most of what I got to say except for maybe just touching on getting to the hospital. That was probably the hardest time for me, in a different way from like the watching you go through pain, but actually, you know, going in there and realizing that we had our choices boiled down to a gentle C-section. I think the culmination of not having any sleep, having put in so much effort, having a lot of hopes for a home birth altogether, and then the doctor kind of laying it out so clearly the way he did was, um, you know, it was like disheartening and confronting and surprising as well. You know, like I really thought we were going to have a home birth. And I was very surprised when he was like, this is the reality of your situation. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense but i think the thing for me was i think because of western medicine and the way that c-sections are you know they've they've come such a long way and they they are presumably very safe but they're not without risk either and i was having to us read the disclosure form that we had to sign and then you know the list of things that could go wrong and i was like wait what i thought this was just like a simple little you know surgery but when when you when you think <laughs> there's about it intense
0: there's, it's there's intense some intense results. yeah
1: if if this then this and you're like whoa whoa whoa
0: I don't have a choice either it's yeah for me that's reassuring and relaxes me it's like well there's no choice so you just there's nothing to even think about but that but that's what we're so opposite in our in the way we approach those things you know and you think i'm always naive mm.
1: Well, I knew that there was no choice as well. and I think that was probably the hard thing. It was Mm. like, this is, yeah, I don't have a choice here. Mm. I've just got to do the thing. I can see that there can be relief in that. I mean, there's many Mm. other instances where like not having a choice and the only way being through or forward is assuring and somewhat like brings peace to the mind. But in this instance, like I said, the, the culmination of all those factors, having no sleep and, you know, stressful experience for a long time and probably a lot of cortisol and all of that. But, yeah, it's not a small operation. It's a major abdominal surgery and there are issues and there are things that can go wrong and, you know, granted 99.9% of the time that they don't. But when you're not using that rational brain, you're in fight or flight, it's just all a bit like, you know, you are looking at life and death mm. in that brain, you know. Mm. So yeah, that was very. I think there was a photo of me and you taken as we were we were holding hands and looking at each other. And every time I look at it, it just kind of like drops me a little bit back into that space.
0: It's this photo. I'm like peeking. We're holding hands, and I'm peeking.
1: Well, I think you just had the epidural, and it was just starting to kick in, and you were like, the expression on your face is like bliss and joy. hey, I've got no more pain, and we're about to have <laughs> a our, our baby come yeah. to us. And my face was more like. I'm putting my wife on the table gambling to try and get two two women back. Mm. You know, that's the kind of face that I had and I was just like, Holy shit, it's come down to this. I was I, my my face was in fear and, mm. and your face was in excitement and bliss and it's quite yeah. quite contrast.
0: Yeah, fear and defeat. Um, and mine was like I felt like I'd just won the lottery to be able to Yeah, of course. Get Jasmine out in like in the next twenty minutes the baby will be here. Mm.
1: But then you know I, I've experienced a lot of surgeries in my life as well, and I'm I'm accustomed to the whole all the formalities in that kind of space. Yeah, but to be awake in the operating room, having you there awake rather, and just yeah, just watching. Yeah, you just Ooh, never want to see. Been... You just never want to see somebody that you love going through that. Mm. And you know I've had surgeries while I'm awake before, and they're not the nicest. You know the the, and this the pain crazy. The, the pain's not there. But the sensation definitely is you can feel the cuts and you can feel the pulling and you can feel it's just – and I i was kind of like in that with you as well, just being like I can definitely understand how you would be feeling, you know. And plus your body was spasming so so abruptly as well, which was something that I'd never really you – yeah know, it was just you're just so strong, you know, and I've never seen you in such a vulnerable position. And there was a part of me that thought that felt like – You were a little bit oblivious to the risk and I had to take on that concern and responsibility for you Mm -hmm. because you were so in the moment, moving moment to moment, just doing the next thing where throughout the whole experience I was kind of like I had the past, I had the future, I had things that were happening you know, outside the circle, inside our circle. There was just so much going on and I had a lot of... So Jasmine's just having a moment, <laughs> having a bit of a, a, feed a, a feed and a drink and a choke. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had had a lot going on, and you know, I had so much support, which was so wonderful. And Justin, our housemate and a very good friend of mine, couldn't have done it without him. Couldn't have done it without my mother. Couldn't have done it without. You know, we had, we had chiropractors come in. We had energy workers. We we just had so much stuff going on through the five days. And everybody, you know who you are. We thank you greatly for your support. But yeah, it was just all come down to that moment. You know, it was like my whole life I've wanted a child and our whole relationship I've wanted a child and the whole like the last three or four years building up to that moment and then the the five months of gestation that we got and then the five days and then we were there. You know, it was all in that moment and it was just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff compressed into Mm. that moment in time and then seeing you For the first time, truly vulnerable. I've never seen you so vulnerable, and that to me was shocking. And also, it it forced me into a place where I felt like I needed and wanted to take all of your Mm. all this responsibility for what I felt like you couldn't. Mm. So, um, yeah, I definitely felt a lot of very responsible man. I've definitely felt a lot of concern in that, even though I totally trusted the doctors, but for me. I understand the entire risk of surgery you know bleeding think complications blood loss infection all that so for me this now like if we had a normal if we had a, a natural birth or a, a vaginal birth you know the concerns they don't stick around as long you know as long as the uterus contracts and there's no bleeding and all that sort of stuff and you know the, the bits and pieces we know that happen and need to rebound from but i think once you have the surgery it's not really the concern isn't really gone 100% until the risk of infection's gone and that's at least 6 weeks so it's like it wasn't actually until about the 6 to 10 week mark that i was starting to feel mm. i could let i could let go of that that portion of responsibility for the birth so the birth actually dragged on for me up until the point where i knew that there was no further risk of infection you were healing. So there were different moments where I let different parts of it go and I was allowed to drop that responsibility. I mean, like a huge part of it was, I don't know if you remember the night, the first night after the surgery, Christmas evening, I just burst into tears. Like I I didn't really cry or didn't let my emotions move through me until that night when you and Jasmine were sleeping or at least resting in no pain and safety for that moment. And I remember just I had a little bed that I made for myself on the ground of the hospital and I just burst into tears and cried for ages and ages and ages. And it was, um, I think I cried to sleep. I don't think I've ever cried to sleep in my life. Well, not not since I was, have been an adult. Maybe when I was a child, but I have cried myself to sleep that night. And it was just catharsis letting go of all of that. Holding that pressure. Yeah, holding that space for a while. And it was a lot. It
0: was a lot.
1: And I think there still is processing happening around it, you know, like looking at photos, I still feel little like chinks inside me and I'm like, "Oh, okay. there's still." What do, you think the, what do you
0: think is that chink or that pain that you're
1: feeling? I think it emphasizes a responsibility that I now have, you know, like I had that when we were down south on the last retreat. I did a juice fast and I let go of some like trauma from my childhood, which I knew was affecting how I parent. You know, I have a, a lot of anxiety and stuff that comes up when I'm away from you two, and I do, I've never been away for more than eight hours so far. But it, it it was something that was coming up quite strong and we would not be, I would be either separated by distance or time, and that was a, a fear of not being able to protect, and that come from a childhood thing that I realized that I had was holding of not feeling like I was protected, and I thought a lot of it was kind of from the birth trauma that i've experienced that i had this real need to protect but i think probably that added to the birth stuff rather Mm -hmm. than coming from the birth stuff Mm -hmm. and then that all kind of unwound for me much later and i definitely feel a little less anxiety or stress about the safety of jasmine and you while i'm not around Mm -hmm. i think i'm moving towards more like a natural biological Mm -hmm. need to protect and stuff Mm -hmm. but i can actually not feel anxiety come up if i'm away for eight hours like when i was at work yesterday yeah, it wasn't unnecessary. like that yeah or well, just unreasonable
0: yeah you did feel it yesterday or didn't did you? not no mm, that's great that's the first time you've been away for a few. Mm. that's great great to hear Yeah, huge process
1: yeah and i'm um, you know little little things are still being revealed but
0: i think that's most of it mm. yeah like i said it was just it was so meaningful for me to see you it's just so meaningful for me to see you taking things seriously and so beautiful to feel so taken care of and that responsibility that that you have. And then, yeah, just going so deep in the birthing process, just having so much stuff come up and taking it all seriously and leaning into every single piece of it. And that's what you've done since then is just leaned into everything. And because we've had so, so much growth in the last three months, it's been three months now. and so much growth it feels like jasmine's been here for a lifetime it's crazy that she didn't exist three Mm. months ago it just feels like she's been here forever yeah everyone Uh,
1: keeps saying to us and i think it's a common rhetoric that everything goes so quickly with children and i think you and i are really trying to challenge that narrative and we we set that out as our intention from the very start that we would slow ourselves down become very present and never wish the time away and mm-hmm. i think like tagging moments in time consciously every every day or every moment that you can remember just being like this moment this moment this moment i and found then-
0: myself at the beginning wishing away the the grunting at night and the <laughs> um what other crazy stuff was she doing you know not being able to sleep for naps in the day i was like wishing that away but now i'm wishing nothing away every single thing I think just having the experience that everything changes is, was so satisfying and reassuring for me that nothing that is happening, like so little is in our control. So little is because of what we've done. We're always going to do our best, but it's, there's just so many variables and it. Yeah, we just, I feel really grounded in our journey right now with what's happening with Jasmine all the time. Things are changing. She started crying a little bit more the last few weeks and it's just totally fine. Not wishing it away. I know it's going to change and I'm just so in love with, with what's happening right now. It's so special what's happening right now. So I think that's a big thing, not wishing those moments away.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It makes you slow down and and actually be here with everything and it's just yeah it's great
1: mm-hmm. yeah it definitely feels a much longer than three months and i you know i'm not naive that things can change and maybe when she's 20 i'll feel like it all went quickly but looking back in the last three months you could tell me it was 12 months and i'd be like yep for sure it yeah. has felt like a very long time
0: okay so we can conclude there unless there's anything else you want to add jared
1: no, just thanks all for listening and um, thank you to all the people. Ah! Who, <laughs> thank you to all the people that helped support us. It was, um, yeah, like I said, you know who you are and some people won't hear this who did help us as well. So thank you to them people as well.
0: Thank you to them people. Them people. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. If you've got questions, that something you want us to talk about next time, please do cover Jared's version of our of birth and there's so much more as well that like you said we've is still arising and um, resolving but until next time take care and look forward to chatting to you again soon
1: bye everybody